This podcast is proudly supported by Netflix presenting Maestro. Nominated for seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Actor Bradley Cooper, Best Actress Carey Mulligan, and Makeup and Hairstyling. Time Magazine calls the film superb and deeply felt. Awards Daily declares that Cooper gives the performance of a lifetime as he completely transforms into legendary conductor-composer Leonard Bernstein with expert makeup design in what Variety calls an undeniable achievement by two-time Oscar-winning makeup designer Kazu Hiro. Maestro, available on Netflix. From Variety, celebrating more than 118 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. Oscar-nominated American fiction star Jeffrey Wright still marvels at the power of film. We have the opportunity through this work to take even the most difficult experiences that we have and, and begin to process them, to begin to create meaning out of them and use them in constructive ways. And ideally, if we do, we can provide at least within the confines of the film for a couple of hours, maybe a little comfort, relief, validation to someone else who has gone through something similar. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this episode of the award-winning Variety Award Circuit Podcast, we talk to American fiction star Jeffrey Wright about his Oscar nomination. Also on this episode, the Roundtable gives its picks for this weekend's SAG Awards. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Hey, everyone. Guess what? It's still Oscar season. It's still <laughs> Oscar season. But you know what it's not? It's not TCAs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Just as long as Oscar season. It's still Oscar season. Uh, so hi, Variety TV editor Michael Schneider in the house with Clayton Davis and Jazz Tanke. What's but, up? But they're listening to this and final Oscar voting is officially open. So that means it's ending. This is. And uh, we've got, I guess, a few more uh, hints at where things are going. So the BAFTAs. What did we learn uh, at the BAFTAs? What did we learn at the BAFTAs? Well, actually, can, can we... the should we go the back? Funny, the Roll funniest back. thing, no, actually, the funniest thing that we learned at the Baptist is that they are their worst enemy. I don't know why they won't just put a cohesive time to a show that people can watch live. They had a two-hour delayed show. Like they yeah. happened in the room. We were live tweeting the show, and then two hours later it aired. And I don't know. And that was in the UK, not even like get. The America thing gets me mad, but like in the UK, it was two hours delayed. But it's always that? been two hours. It's always been delayed by two hours, just historically, right? But back then, we didn't have social media. So nobody was live tweeting. You wouldn't know until the ceremony. But in this day and age, and this is such an old argument now, but like by the time they announce Best Picture, you're literally starting the ceremony and we know. Or you're, or, I, or they were like at best. I think they were like actor or something. You're like, wait, I, I need to find Twitter and it, find just, like. They just don't want people to watch your show, and that's it. So that's just been the annoying thing. So, well, but us, what is the real reason why? Don't oh, I, I, I don't. I, I do. We not know that. That ask the British girl on this on this call. I don't even know. She, she I don't say, know. Call your your family up. Yeah. Can, can I just say, by the way, I've, I've been get Parliament to, on this. Can we? Yeah, this is definitely a Parliament or, issue. Or, 
complete side note complete side note i've been watching the traders uk i just finished the first season and i've been hearing a lot of british accents lately and that now it's incredible but that's a complete side note what we did learn oppenheimer's gonna win best picture if you didn't know that already (laughs) it's like totally gonna win by a lot um but the cool things that we learned were uh we are still in the death match of a uh, best actor race between Paul Giamatti and Killian Murphy. Killian won BAFTA. No surprise there. First Irishman mm-hmm. to win uh, BAFTA, lead actor. Crazy stuff. Which is a little surprising, yeah, when I thought about it. Yeah. Uh, Emma Stone won Best Actress, but Lily Gladstone was not nominated there. So what that does for those two races puts all eyes on SAG, which are this Saturday, and it's essentially both Paul and Lily's last stands, like for the season. If that if they lose there to those two people, then just wrap it up. That's our Oscar winners, and that's good. Uh Robert Downey Jr., Dave Vine, they're 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 good and ready to go. American fiction, the greatest news <laughs> of the day. It won adapted screenplay, and it was a, and it was its only nomination. And the Brits gave it to American fiction. Yeah. Now with CCA in its pocket, it's going to win the scripter. I think it's going to win the Oscar. And that's a great world to live in. I just never thought they would be cool enough to do it. I was surprised, but pleasantly surprised. Oh, I was given so, so happy. everything that it was up against. Yeah. And so for Cord to win was an amazing moment. And yeah, yeah. So, bring on Oscars. Uh, we're also in a 50-50 match between Boy and the Heron and Spider-Man because Boy and the Heron won BAFTA. And Poor Things did really well because it won production design, costumes, uh, actress, as I said before. It upset in makeup against Maestro, and it won visual effects, and it's not even nominated at the Oscars. <laughs> so Poor Things is either going to have a really great Oscar day or red herring and it doesn't mean anything um but the makeup win and jazz you and i were speaking separately about that i felt like there was something in the air about maybe maestro could lose makeup in the end because it seemed preordained for that all season but uh the fact that it lost two poor things is kind of like oh damn like it totally could lose in the end it's inter- that is it's interesting because at the makeup awards, obviously, Kazu and Maestro won. Yeah, my Saltburn also won, which was not nominated, and so did Barbie, which is also not nominated. But then you go to BAFTA the next day, and it's like, huh, poor things. Could yeah. that impact and have an upset? Um, Definitely VFX was was interesting for sure. Oh, VFX, no one knows what's going to win visual effects now on Oscar Day. We, like, no idea. Because, like, everything that wins isn't nominated, and we're just, like, just kind of hanging out now. So, I mean, I'm, I think I'm going down with the Godzilla minus one ship. It's a good ship. I like it. Good ship. It's a good um, ship. Yeah, have, have you made any recent changes to your predictions? Any, any big moves? Uh, so the time that you're hearing this, yes, because I will make the changes uh when it ties ties to the opening of oscar voting i'm going to go with american fiction adapted screenplay um so i think barbie looking at it right now 
It's going to mimic A Star is Born and just win song. Um, I think Poor Things wins production design and costumes. At this moment right now, I think I'm going to go with Poor Things and makeup. I don't think I'm going to bite on the zone of interest winning sound. Even though that also great win, it would be so deserved. I just, it, it's hard for me to believe if you're going Oppenheimer in so many categories and sound being like one of the most prominent ones, mm. like that is why it succeeds that you're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not going I'm to <laughs> overlook it there. Um, and both, by the way, either one of them, great winners. It's just that that's going to be kind of like the, the flip coin. Um, but no, no, no other changes outside of that. And then oh, voting for five days only. It's just a short, it's crazy. It's a short window. It's a very short, short window. Cause Emmys is what? Like two weeks. Yeah. Emmys yeah. is longer. Yeah. Um, and then, cause, cause, and then SAG voting is, is a couple of weeks. Oh, SAG yeah. voting. Yeah. That's been open for like it's seven long. weeks and yeah. it closes Friday. <laughs> like yeah. we're talking, it's still open. <laughs> open it's going to be open till the day before the ceremony yeah which i always wonder like wow like how do they tally it so fast i mean it's 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 uh digital like i mean yeah, you should yeah. be able to like you could do it 10 minutes before the ceremony you should be able to walk in and still cast your vote real fast <laughs> whilst um, it's in the red carpet i know and then, and then they just print it out no but um yeah sag is very long and then then wga nominations which we we're talking before they're out come out tomorrow um but they're not going to matter because it's just the nominations not the actual winners winners happen in april so search to the emmys <laughs> keep it yeah. busy. what a wild year it's a wild year um but it, it just uh looking uh last thing about like just the season and the race uh bafta and what i always want to stress here bafta you you always have to ask BAFTA the right questions to get the answer that you're looking for. People will say BAFTA winners, okay, that means that's going to win the Oscar. And I don't think that's it. I think you look at BAFTA and you say, okay, BAFTA is telling me what the international vote of the Academy is. And I think as BAFTA skews younger, I'm um, older rather, now I know what where the older demographic of the Academy has their heads. Because last year, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Only one, one BAFTA for editing. Editing. That right. was it. Yeah. They shit the bed everywhere else. So I'm looking at that. I'm like, okay, I know the international vote is on board with four things because that's natural. But what was surprising is, oh, international votes on board with American fiction. And I didn't think they would be yeah. shown by one nomination. So I think you just have to keep asking it. Yeah. I think it was interesting with the whole Barbie thing not landing at BAFTAs. And I think it goes back to just something. It's interesting because I was speaking to the production designer, um, Sarah Greenwood and Katie Spencer, and they're like, we just didn't grow up with Barbie. So I don't know if there's that little thing of like, well, the Brits don't, the international voters don't really know Barbie. Yeah. But then it's like with the film itself, yeah, it's, it's so a, great, but also, yeah, but to that point is that I didn't think Barbie was an uh, international vote either, proven mm. by winning no BAFTAs. So I'm not surprised. I'm just surprised that they went with American fiction, which didn't look like it would be an international play. And then obviously it's done well over there. 
So that's where we are now. So then now we're at SAG, what becomes exciting about SAG, we're going to get a pure, what I believe to be a pure American vote. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what the Americans like. That's why I think Giamatti, that's why it's kind of home field advantage. I think he's like, SAG likes the people that are like, I lo- like, I love that dude. He's one of me. You know, he he's a working actor. He tried for years to make it. He's also been in every movie I've ever loved in my life. So that's why he does well. And Lily Gladstone is that, you know, working actor that's, you know, been at this and she finally getting her moment in a Martin Scorsese movie. Um, but they also can look at a vet like Annette Benning and go, oh, like I've loved you my whole life. So let me throw you a bone, you know, where, whatever the case may be. Can I just say I loved your cover with Paul Giamatti. So if people haven't read it, please go and read it. I loved that Lily Gladstone played his mother-in-law in Billions. Like mm-hmm. that to me was so wild. Uh, everything comes full circle. It all yeah. comes full circle. I want to go back to something real quick. Jazz, I didn't realize that Barbie was not a thing in the UK. Is it just a case of they sold Barbie dolls, but just kids didn't play with them in the UK? Or what's what's the, we, what's the backstory there? They sold Barbie dolls, but we had Cindy, who was a brunette doll version of Barbie. And that was the bigger thing. Like, we all had Cindy dolls. We did Cindy. not have, and we and I don't know what Cindy is. Yeah, exactly. She mm, was a brunette. And was was Cindy yeah, we related to Barbie, like a cousin. Or? No relation at all. Just the British version of of Barbie. Jazz, you can Google her. It's and, Cindy with an S. Jazz, do you remember? Let's see if uh, this made it uh, to the UK when I was uh, like five. Uh, no, four. When I was four, Child's Play came out, Chucky, the first Chucky movie. And there was a doll during that time that was very popular called My Buddy that went out of business the minute Child's Play came out in theaters. Did you have uh, My Buddy in the UK? I don't think we did. I uh, don't think we did. Mike, did, I mean, do you remember My Buddy? I, well, yeah, because you, you can't forget that that theme song. Yeah, My Buddy. My buddy. My buddy. Wherever yeah. I go, he goes. He goes. My buddy and me, we like to yeah. climb up a tree. I, and it went on. Yeah. And then and, there was and, he went out, and he went out of business. Yeah, no. There was Kid Sister. Yeah, kid, and Kid Sister, yes. Yeah. That, yeah. The entire line, Chucky came out and it put it <laughs> out of business. Like it no one wanted to buy it. It was for lonely kids who didn't have any friends. It yeah. was the saddest doll. And, like, and then they said, we can't give this doll to these kids because it's going to come alive. It's going to take your soul. Yes. And then it was over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very much like Teddy Ruxpin, which uh, was. We had yeah, Teddy, Teddy Ruxpin. Ruxpin. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, that felt global. Um, actually, can we take just one little peek into the future already? Because I saw Dune Part 2 today. Oh. Oh, so right. did I. I'm so like, I triple double dog the Academy. To snub Denny Villeneuve again. Oh, I dare God. you. I dare you to try. Because uh, did you did you see the first Dune, Mike? I did. Yeah. You did? Yeah. So I I really like the first Dune, right? I think it's like 85% like really great. And then I think the last like 15, 20 minutes, it's kind of like, oh, uh, you kind of don't know where to end this because there's gonna be more movies. This is Empire Strikes Back level good yes. of like elevation it's like two towers wow. of a trilogy it is it's two hours and 46 minutes and you know i don't like nope, nope. lengthy movie <laughs> i like that no 
Nope, but it like pretty fly, it flies pretty quickly. Like I there's a little bit of a lull that happens for like a 10 minute spurt and then it picks up again. That movie is is wonderful. It's it's, it's phenomenal. It's one of his best films ever. It is also yeah. to your point like one of the best sequels mm-hmm. ever. And yeah. I will say that. Like I for, I believe that. Like it is Empire Strikes Back. It is yeah. like it's so good and I just can't, it's going to be hopefully like it should, like it's, it's set the bar for the Oscar race next year. Already. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. As it's, far it, as like, it, it, I think it's the second best movie behind arrival. Like it is totally incredible. It's an incredible feat. Um, awesome. Butler isn't doing Elvis voice just for everyone who wants to know, no Elvis voice. Yep. Uh, Zendaya is in more than 12 minutes of the movie now. And it, it just, it, it really does kick butt. I, I thoroughly, th- I was actually very worried about seeing it because I was like, 246, what are you doing to me, man? And well, the first one, was, how long was the first one? It was like like 220, like 215, something yeah. like that. It wasn't that long. long. Yeah. I thought like, like it was like 220 or something like that. But, it, but I felt a little bit of the of the length towards the end. This, I, I really didn't. It was, it was cooking. And it's emotional too. Like he really goes into the emotional heart, yeah. like aspects of the story. There, there's actually there is a moment, uh, Mike, and I want to know like if you've had this uh, in your earlier part of the career. The, the, there happens in a moment where Chalamet, Zendaya, Austin Butler, and Florence Pugh are finally in the in like the same frame, uh-huh. and I just became so hyper aware of like the future of Hollywood is like sitting like the young, like this is like they are helming a franchise. Yeah. Like 12 years old, then they're not 12, they're 25. But I was just like, damn, this is the future of Hollywood, like sitting right mm-hmm. here. And I was like, like Chalamet, I was looking at him, I was like, you little Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, this is like it. Yeah. Like, this is like the future of, of cinema. And I'm like, I'm okay with this. This is, I, I feel like I'm in, we're in good hands. Yeah. It's, it, that it reminds me of whenever I see the young uh, staffers of Variety conquered. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> You realize, oh, this is this is the future. I, I'm yeah. a dinosaur. <laughs> this is the yeah. generation. Yeah, I didn't want to apply it to real life, but yes, that is true. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Mike just took it to the next level. Yeah, no, it's okay. true though. I made yeah, it personal. I made no, it. No, yeah, you do see, you see a lot. Like you're like, oh, I'm gonna work for you one day. Like you're gonna yeah. leapfrog and you're gonna run something, and it's gonna be like awesome. But it's like it does give you that kind of feeling. And I, you know, I haven't felt that on TV as much yet. I felt like I did for a little while during modern family when I thought like that kind of decade run of TV was doing it. But now I feel like we're kind of there again, maybe with like Quinta and Abbott and just like, okay, like they, I'd be interested to see what, what Quinta's next gig is after mm. Abbott is over. Well, I think you bring up an interesting point not to kind of segue into that, but I think with TV, especially because TV is so, into reboots and and we're still in the ip era that's actually benefited older artists older performers mm-hmm. who come back and you know recreate the roles that they did in their youth sure. they're they're as they're valuable now because they're the you know sort of keeping these these franchises going so yeah. you know tca I was just there like you know a week ago and think about John Larroquette still there for yeah. you know, the the new uh, rendition of Night Court. And, yeah, you know all all of these reboots. It's it's relies much you know on, on these stars coming back and and still being relevant. 
um, which you're not seeing as much in film, but you are still seeing it in film too. Yeah, and and that, that actually is interesting that they're like, and I even think even beyond them, like like what's going to be the next Chuck Lorre, Dick Wolf, like who? Like I don't know if we have like I don't know, like the next in line person in those realms, but like someone's going to be running TV, right? Well, that's like, where you're you you'll see. I mean, obviously Issa Rae is yeah Chuck yeah. You know, there are certain uh, creators who, you know, once they get a couple of shows under their belts, you know, Quinta may end up being that too. It's too yeah, for sure has one show under her belt, but you know, some of these folks could very well be starting their own dynasties, uh, and so that'll be interesting to see. But, yeah. but uh, uh, I'm trying to think, what else? Uh, SAG um, this weekend, uh, Mike, the end of Succession, enjoy. Exactly, PGA. This weekend and too, right? PGA and the Indie Spirits. I'm going to go to Indie Spirits. I'm not going to PGA. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to hang out <laughs> in the sand. There's so much sand in Dune, Mike. I want to know the sand budget on that on that movie. The the um, sand budget must be two jillion dollars. And spice. it's all real sand. It's spice. All real. It's spice. <laughs> but, but did you read Dune by the way? No, Mike. Okay, I didn't. I didn't either. I I need I need a nerd. I need a real Dune nerd. I need to. I, here's my piece of advice: well, rewatch the first one again, because I forgot like some stuff. I I was gonna ask like because uh, yeah. yeah you do in my old age I can't remember yes. anything. yeah I you do I I could not okay. remember who Dave Bautista was like for a good amount of that movie. I was like <laughs> I know you were in the first one and I kind of remember you had something to do with something and then yeah I don't like the names of people and the families like it all. Like, I know Atreides, and that's kind of it. Um, yes, definitely watch the first one. Um, Mike, have you seen any movies since Yeah, what, what movie have you watched? Uh, no, it was TCA time, so I was busy <laughs> with that. But exactly. why, no, I'm not why watching don't, pesky television. Since we do have SAG. Why don't we uh, go through the, the categories real quick and yep. get our picks? Um, you know, we'll start with film, then we'll go to TV. Yeah. Uh, some of these we pretty much know. But for yeah. film ensemble... Uh, you know, you got Oppenheimer, Barbie, American Fiction, Killers, The Color Purple. I'm going Barbie. Are I you? Bar- yeah, I, I don't think that's going to mean anything. Let me let me just preface that. I don't think it means anything to the Oscar. I don't think that means it's going to upset. I just feel like it's a very populous group. It's like 20,000 people, right? No. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 20,000. Yeah. Like 20,000 people, I think. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about the... No, SAG, uh, SAG is like 120,000. 120,000. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, then even more so. Yeah. I just think it, it leans populist. I think it's part. Jazz? I'm going to go with Oppenheimer. Good. Please do so. I so think I just have to go with that. You can take it. Good. Okay, film actress. We got Lily Gladstone, Emma Stone, Margot Robbie, Carrie Mulligan, Annette Benning. Going down with the ship on Lily Gladstone. If it's if it is if it is a sinking ship. If not, then if she wins SAG, I think she pulls it off. So I'm going with Lily. Yeah. Same, same. Lily Gladstone ship on it. Film actor. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. We got Killian. We got Paul Giamatti, Bradley Cooper, Jeffrey Wright, and Coleman Domingo. I think it's Giamatti, and I do need to say this because I don't think people are talking about this enough. Watch out for Jeffrey Wright. I'm just saying. Watch out for Jeffrey. Who is our podcast guest this week? And that no pun intended. Like, this isn't because of that, but I think that group again loves to reward the working actor. And 
I think, especially if you love American fiction, and I do think it's a possible ensemble winner too. It's like third, but I still think it's possible. I think Jeffrey Wright could pull a very interesting upset, which would make that race really deeply uncomfortable and and unpredictable. That'd be an interesting shocker. I think I'm going to go down with the Paul Giamatti ship too. I think he's just loved. Yeah. He's yeah. just so loved. I mean, we've joked about the uh, in and out moment, but I think that sealed the deal for him. Yeah, for sure. And mm-hmm. probably for the Oscar as well. Yep. Uh, supporting actress, uh, Dave Vine, Joy Randolph, Emily Blunt, Daniel Brooks, Jodie Foster, Penelope Cruz. Gotta be Enjoy Dave. the ride, Dave Vine. Enjoy the ride. Dave Vine, all the way to Oscar. Supporting actor, we got uh, RDJ, Robert Downey Jr., we got Ryan Gosling, Robert De Niro, Sterling K. Brown, and Willem Dafoe. Uh, RDJ is a lock with a small L, though. I am prepared for Ryan Gosling, but I don't think it's going to be Ryan Gosling. Mm -hmm. How about you, Mm -hmm. Jazz? What are you thinking? RDJ. You down with RDJ? Yeah, you know know me. Okay, let's go to TV. Drama ensemble. I mean, this is an easy one. Oh, I think I'm being paged. Hello? Paged. Security. Oh, really? Yeah, we're in the I'm in the building right now and apparently uh the president is in a caravan that's driving right by on Santa Monica Boulevard. So oh, is he? Oh. oh. They've locked the doors. We are it's staying inside. You're not, you're not allowed. <laughs> not allowed out. And it's raining. <laughs> How inconvenient! <laughs> I, I, this I, I now live at the PMC building. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's such an appropriate uh, segue into Succession's going yes. to win <laughs> drama. Yeah. So, Succession versus Last of Us, Morning Show, The Crown, and The Gilded Age. I mean, Succession all day. Yeah, Succession. So, uh, comedy. We got The Bear, Ted Lasso, Abbott Elementary, Only Murders in the Building, and Barry. Feels like the bear, right? Yeah, it feels like the bear. But, you know, comedies, that gets interesting sometimes. They can go, they like bigger casts. Did the bear win that last year? No. Or yes. I don't remember. Uh, I think it, I think it, I think it did. We got and this is for bear, season two. This is, yes, this is for season two. <laughs> yes. I think the bear, I think, I think it's the bear. I think watch out for like something else, but. I don't even but know doesn't what that would be. being back on TV during voting, it could have that impact. Uh, it it just came know. back, and I think it's right. been a it's been a long time. By the way, how soon we forget Abbott Elementary won the comedy last year? Yes, I th- I was like I thought like I thought the bear lost last year, yeah. so I think Abbott could win again. But I'm going to go with the bear because I think people love season two. Yeah, it just seems to be on a tear right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. on a tear. Go FX. All right. Um, okay, so in the acting, uh, drama actor, we got Kieran Culkin, Pedro Pascal, Matthew McFadden, Billy Crudup, and Brian Cox. Uh, actually, that's a hard category. That, that Like, I'm telling you, I think it's Kieran or Pedro. And I'm going to go with Kieran. Yeah. But, I, but yeah. I think Pedro could totally do it. Well, especially, again, if, you know, and we've had this debate, we had it last week about do you split votes or not? Is yeah. It, Kieran, Matthew, and Brian split it possibly, and that brings it to, to Pedro. But Kieran again is on a yeah, he's on a tear right now. Yeah, uh, Kieran, I think yep. Kieran takes it, but look out for Pedro. 
Uh, drama, I think this is easier because Sarah Snook is the only... Snook! Sarah Snook. Elizabeth Snook. Becky, Bella Ramsey, Jennifer Aniston, Carrie Russell, Sarah Snook. I need Sarah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But All it's right. not Sarah, Bella. Yeah. But it's 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 Sarah. Uh, okay. Comedy actor. We got Jeremy Allen White, Jason Sudeikis, Bill Hader, Eben Moss Bachrock, and Brett Goldstein. I mean, Jer- Jeremy Allen Black. Jeremy. <laughs> My favorite joke <laughs> you know, so far you know. this season. Abbott, yeah. My favorite joke. Best so, line. Uh, Abbott's killing it, man. Abbott so, is fantastic. Those are great. A real comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah real comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. Uh, so on comedy actress, we got Io Edabiri, we got Hannah Waddingham, we got Quinta Brunson, we got Rachel Brosnahan, and we got Alex Borstein. I think this is a little tougher. I that mean, is totally mm-hmm. tough. I'm going Io, but I don't like it. <laughs> like, you know, and that because I, I love Io. I think she, oh God, I can't wait for her to get nominated for her guest comedy for SNL this yeah. year. Um, I mean, but we all love Io, but I also could see this being the one thing Ted Lasso gets with Hannah, or Quinta could always come I, 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 You know what, I'm actually, I yeah. can see them giving a bye-bye, thanks for everything, Rachel Brosnahan. Oh. That's true, they, they, I'm telling you, this is this is the group that sometimes, they do do bigger names, but they do the vets, and they, I was, look, look at last year, man, Sam Elliott won for 1883, for no reason. No reason whatsoever, and and, and like it could like it, they could just go elsewhere. So I I'm gonna go with Io, but I think watch out for something else. No, this is true. What what do you think of Jazz? Io, Io. Um, last year Jean Smart won, but of course she's not eligible this year. Yeah, so it keeps it wide open. Limited. We got uh, Stephen Young. For Beef, we got John Hamm for Fargo, Matt Bomer for Fellow Travelers, Tony Shalhoub for Mr. Monk's Last Case, and David Oyelowo for Laman Bass Reeves. Uh, thanks, Jan. You're going to say yeah. bye-bye to Beef. Yeah. 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 Good, good the morning. Beef Street continues. Yeah. Yeah. Unless there's that weird thing where Tony Shalhoub seems to win everything that he's ever nominated. He's oh al- he's always been someone that just like like a magnet for awards. So I would uh, definitely watch out for, for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, OK. And limited movie actress. We got Ali Wong. We got Brie Larson, Catherine Hahn, Uzo Aduba and Belle Powley. Um, I think I think it's Ali. Yeah. I'd say watch out for what was it? Who's the third one you said? Catherine Hahn. I feel like she could do it in a in the Sam Elliott, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jessica Chastain, George and Tammy way. Yeah, yeah, she's an actor's actor. Yeah, yeah. they know her. They love her. I think she's two. Yeah. So Jazz, Ali, and I have three and number two. People yeah. like lessons in chemistry. This is true, and people like Brie Larson too. Brie, so yep. That's there. There could be some surprises on Saturday. Yeah. And you weren't. You, I think you were perfect uh, last year award uh, prediction wise on TV, weren't you? Or was that the year before? Yeah, I, I may have been last year. I don't mm. remember. But yeah, yeah. it was perfect one recently. I want to be like Mike when I grow up. Want <laughs> <laughs> have perfect prediction day. So we shall see. All right. So that is on Saturday on Netflix of all places. Streaming uh, live. live. Let's see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, 
they've ironed out uh, any of the kinks in the system. Um, so good luck to our to our friends at Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Clayton, what we got this week? This week we have Jeffrey Wright, American uh, Fiction, closing okay. us out for the yeah. film season. So good. All right. Well, Love it. we will recap SAG next week. Until then, peace out, everybody. Peace out. Cheerio. After the break, we talk to Oscar-nominated American fiction star Jeffrey Wright. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. This podcast is proudly supported by Netflix presenting the extraordinary film from director J.A. Bayona, Society of the Snow. Nominated for two Academy Awards, including Best International Feature, Society of the Snow tells the inspiring true story of the Uruguayan rugby team that endured 72 days stranded in the Andes Mountains following a plane crash and the humanity that prevailed. The playlist calls it a deeply felt portrait of togetherness, brotherhood, and survival. Awards Daily proclaims it to be a masterful piece of cinema. Society of the Snow, available on Netflix. And we're back. It's the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, and I'm Michael Schneider. Based on the novel Erasure by Percival Everett, the film American Fiction stars Jeffrey Wright as author Thelonious Monk Ellison, a frustrated novelist who is fed up with the establishment profiting from so-called black entertainment that relies on tired and offensive tropes. To prove his point, Monk writes an outlandish black book that propels him to the heart of hypocrisy and madness. Excuse me, uh, Ned... Do you have any books by the writer Thelonious Ellison? Yeah, uh, this way. Here you go. Right. Yeah. Wait a minute. Why, why are these books here? I'm not sure. I would imagine that this author Ellison is black. That's me. Ellison. Yeah. He is me. And he and I are black. Oh, bingo. No, no bingo, Ned. These books have nothing to do with African-American studies. They're just literature. The, the blackest thing about this one is the ink. I don't decide what sections the books go in, and no one here does. That's how chain stores work. Right. Ned, you don't make the rules. I'm just gonna put them back after you leave. Don't you dare, Ned. Do not you dare. The film also stars Emmy nominee Tracy Ellis Ross, John Ortiz, Adam Brody, Issa Rae, Sterling K. Brown, Erica Alexander, and Leslie Uggams. Wright has been among the most respected actors for decades. He won a Tony Award for his role as Belize in Tony Kushner's masterpiece Angels in America. He reprised the same role for the HBO miniseries adaptation, adding an Emmy Award to his mantle. He's also picked up additional Emmy noms for HBO's Westworld and Disney's What If. In addition to American fiction, he can currently be seen in Coleman Domingo's Rustin as Congressman Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Variety's Clayton Davis recently met up with Wright, and he began by asking about how it felt to be an Oscar nominee. It's cool. It's wonderful in that this is acknowledgement from our peers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have had the opportunity over the last uh, you know, several months, really, of 
getting our film out there to speak with people who have expressed appreciation for the film and for my work and my previous work, actors that I have never met <laughs> but whom I have ad admired or actors that I worked with some time ago but hadn't seen or actors whom I'd never met before, uh, you know, coming, coming around and saying, yeah, um, you guys did very well here. <laughs> they were also really excited about this movie. Uh. Talk to a lot of people who are excited about the issues that we're dealing with in this film and the way we're dealing with them. Yeah. We're, we're touching on conversations that are being had around the country, really. Conversations that aren't necessarily being had well, but a conversa conversation that or conversations that are forefront in the national discourse right now. So people are really appreciative of this film on multiple levels. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. There's a difference though. And the reason I think that I'm here and in this position, and that's because we've had incredible support, incredible mm -hmm. backing from Orion, Amazon, MGM, they've invested time, energy, resources in making sure that our film uh, finds an audience, not only an audience out in theaters, but an audience among the Academy. Mm -hmm. And that's made the difference. I've done work before. That was good. I've done work in which, you know, people like yourself expressed, uh, you know, thoughts that, you know, that were buzzy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, I've never had this level of support yeah. behind a project that I was so central to from the powers that be, from, you know, the business side of our industry. Uh, I've never had it until now. So I'm really grateful for that. And, you know, at the same time, it is what it is. Um, I, 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 I don't have any complaints about my career. I've done work that... I think is interesting, at least to me. I've done work that was successful, uh, you know, commercially and critically. I've done uh, work that I'm really proud of throughout my career. And I did that work largely because although I never had that kind of support from, you know, the executive suites, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, from the studios necessarily, but I've always had support from creative people in the industry, always directors from the very beginning of my career, always directors who took an interest who said, ah, maybe I'd like to work with this guy. Yeah. And then maybe I'd like to work with this guy again. So I've always been really cautious about who I'm indebted to. <laughs> I don't mind, uh, you know, owing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of stuff owing, you know, stones along the way in my career to people like George Wolf, people mm -hmm. like Sidney Lumet, Ang Lee, you know, lately Wes Anderson developed a really wonderful relationship with him. Mm. Creative people were always the ones who said, Jeffrey, come work. Come, you know, read this. So, uh, yeah, it is as it is. We're here now. I'm so pleased that the film has been recognized across the board in the way that it has. Small movie, 26 days filming. Our budget was probably the catering budget for the last Bond movie I did. <laughs> Punching mm. above our weight. But telling a really big story filled with uh, with some uh, 
some ideas that are on a lot of people's kitchen tables right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's all good. It's awesome. So, listen, uh, and uh, I'm on record of saying this, American Fiction was my favorite film of the year, my number one film of the year. I got a lot of flack for it, you know, from uh, people who always want that nice Clayton Davis endorsement that uh, does nothing for, <laughs> for some people. But, no, I, 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 I'm telling you, man, I, when I first saw it, I saw it in Toronto uh, – all you actors were vacationing during the time, yeah. right? Um, but no, I, I, I saw it. And at that point in time, I remember walking in. The only thing I had heard, like through the, you know, I'm always, I get some early buzz stuff and I heard Jeffrey's really good in this. That's all, that's all I, mean, I, I, I walked into it. No, and I was like, all right, Jeffrey Wright's good in something. I was like, I've, you know, <laughs> he's always good in stuff. So I was like, okay. And I sat there and was like in utter disbelief. And I was like, first time filmmaker, what? Like, I think Cord lied about mm-hmm. that, among other things, uh, with the great Sterling K. Brown doing some mm-hmm. amazing work. Yep. Uh, reminded the world of Living Single and Eric, Eric mm-hmm. Alexander mm-hmm. and Tracy Ellis Ross. Who done it. it was just front to back everything I asked Hollywood to do for underrepresented stories. Like, we are a lot of things, like your character says, but we're not one thing. Mm-hmm. And it was great to to see that. Um, the response, uh, you alluded to this, has been pretty enthusiastic from the studio side and, and audiences. What have you found the most surprising uh, along the way on the journey so far from the responses? Uh you know, you can't anticipate everything. I'm really pleased, like pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. at the range of people mm-hmm. who have an appreciation for our film. I had my suspicions <laughs> that we would provide an opportunity for people really like, across the board to come inside and, and, and sit with us. I had my suspicions that people across political aisles Mm -hmm. would find something to tie themselves to within our story. It was in some ways a concern, but I'm really pleasantly surprised that it seems we've kind of, you know, we've, we've created a space for a people really across the country to walk, to, in. Uh, to walk in and not only find themselves uh, room inside the conversation around the issues, but – and this was maybe more predictable – but find themselves inside this family story. Yeah. That's really the subversive element of the film, I think, is yes, you've got the satire and the social commentary and the kind of absurdity and the tropes and the stereotypes that Monk is facing on one side. And then you have this response really – which is this family that's just ordinary in its weirdness, yeah. like everybody's family. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a mess, but it's loving and it's inescapable and it's going through crisis and there's a guy at the center trying to hold it together. And that strikes a chord with people because everybody who's born of a family can find themselves inside this one they find something that they relate to and it just opens the door up uh um you know in a in a wonderful way and when you layer on top of that the humor that uh that we've you know we were able to find and the irony it just it's just a rare recipe 
for a film that appeals in a good way on on tricky subjects and you know serious topics you know kind of deep but can appeal to a you know a broad you know you know broad range of people it's just wonderful it's just a really special special uh it's a special recipe and uh, yeah it's a film that i'm I'm really proud of, and so I'm pleasantly surprised by by some things. But a lot of it, you know, we we knew we were onto something pretty yeah. cool when we were making it. You know, we had an idea. You never know. You never know. You could make something wonderful, and two people come to see it. Um, so I'm glad it's got this growing momentum. It's done. It's done well at the box yeah. office. We made this this movie for you know this this uh, <laughs> you know only a few of these uh, cups of coffee that we're drinking here. I mean, you know, so we've. We made back our budget and then yeah. some, yeah. and then some, you know, multiple times. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, – it's. Uh, I am surprised at this phase of it. I didn't anticipate this. You know, you never really want to think about the awards and all that stuff, yeah. particularly while you're working. I guess you go, yeah, you know, you know if, if they're handing them out, why not us? But, yeah. Man, this has been a really in, incredible process. The most surprising thing I've, has been for me has been how self-reflective this whole experience has been, and how much I'm I'm really having to uh, to think about in terms of the nature of the film, the nature of my relationship to the film, nature of my relationship to this character, mm. what it implies. I'm really glad that the character undergoes like a kind of transformation during the course of the movie and that there's a hopefulness and that he's mm. a different person at the end of the process, uh, you know, at the end of the film. So that gives me some hope, but I've been thinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of self-reflection. Lot of, um, yes, it, yes, indeed. Yes, um, indeed. Listen, that, that's, that's amazing. And, and we're talking. It's one day after the Academy luncheon. Uh, most important question, did you play with the dog? I did not. You did not. You, no. you avoided the dog? I, I didn't avoid the dog. I, I didn't have to get a chance to see him. <laughs> yeah, I saw him after. I was like, oh, wow. I actually haven't seen that film yet. And uh, I mean, fall. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's some really good. Did stuff. you see it at Can? Uh, no, I didn't. Actually, I saw it afterward. I missed it. I can. Ah, okay. But I, and I and I said this uh, publicly. Also, I've said this to a lot of people. This slate of ten best pictures, I I'm not even blowing smoke. I think the best lineup of best picture nominees since 1997. Mm. Like I think there's not. Like, they're all bangers. They're like I I really all like have something to say. It's like such a great lineup. Yeah, just a and eclectic movies. Yeah, yeah. Two non-English language movies or three non-English language movies. You have, mm-hmm. some, you have the most comedies that have ever been nominated mm-hmm. in a lineup with four. You know, you have Court Jefferson walking in, mm-hmm. and then you have Sterling K. Brown. Let's let's go to the hard-hitting question on Sterling K. Brown mm-hmm. because he's an issue. Mm-hmm. He's a problem. He really is a problem. <laughs> I've seen him bully you at, during Q and As and stuff like that. <laughs> he tries. I'm, I'm, I'm here. To, I'm here to to let you know I see you. He and, tries. And. Um, I was talking to Paul Giamatti actually about about Sterling. He and it was. I love when I hear other actors talk about other actors that they're not in their movie. And he was like, "I've never seen him do anything like that before." Mm. And on paper, I would never have chucked him into that role. Yeah, and I'm so glad Cord saw uh, that. What has been your experience with uh, with him, and what should we do about him in this industry to get rid of him oh. once and for all? Well. Mm. You know, if you've seen any of the Q and A's, you 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 get a sense of what Cord sensed uh, in casting him as the younger brother, 
who's uh, a bit, you know, befuddled in his existence, but full of energy. <laughs> and uh, no, it's been it's been it's been good uh, fun. You know, it's a it's a you know we we are a group of people who gathered around this film because we all felt equally passionate about about the story that we were telling. And, you know, Sterling came in, he, as he said, he didn't want, he wasn't planning on working during that period, but he read the script and wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, it's just, it, there's just a perfect, for our film, mix of people. Tracy, as my sister, the minute we got together and, you know, the full 15 minutes that we rehearsed <laughs> uh, prior to filming, it was just like, as you, what you see on camera, it was like just... It was just, she's just so open and so grounded and, again, wanted to be there. And we just vibed, likewise Sterling and I, in, uh, in, in, in a different way because there's a, you know, those characters mm. are kind of butting heads and, you know, annoying to one another. Um, but we vibed as actors and we just got in there and, and played. And he's, you know, super smart. And he uh, he just wanted to he wanted to be part to do his part in the whole, yeah. and that is to make a complete mess of things. <laughs> yeah. But at, and then at the end of the day, you know, there's this wonderful, wonderful redemptive quality to their relationship in which he gifts Monk, my character, with with something. That along the way, inclusive with these other uh, experiences that he's had with Erica Alexander's character, Coraline, and with Issa Rae's character, Coraline, causes him to uh, process him, himself, to look at himself in a, in, a, in a productively self-critical way and leads to, you know, to perhaps a new beginning for him. So, yeah, Sterling brings so much to it. Wonderful actor. Yeah. Wonderful actor. Yeah. Right. Annoying as hell. <laughs> Wonderful act, but 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 nice nonetheless. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have to uh, talk to you about something that touched me very deeply, and uh, it was uh, after Oscar nominations, a video that got some pickup on social media. I believe you were speaking to Entertainment Tonight, and you were reflecting on your Oscar nomination. You talked about uh, your mom and talking about anything about your mom, which made me reflect and think. I, I think about this once in a while, but I think about. Um, because I lost my dad two years ago, mm, yeah. so it was like I, I I lived I moved here. I was here for like maybe six months, and then uh, and and I think about like as I have progressed in this industry, I, I think about sometimes like what would he have maybe thought? And we didn't have a great relationship, so mm. so it becomes a lot of like you know other reflections as well. But you know, everything kind of operates on its own time, kind of thing. Uh, what have you found? I guess cathartic in this time of like you reach like this pinnacle and you, you, you aim, I don't think you aim for awards, but you aim for the respect of your peers. You're, you're, you're there now. And then, but everything kind of operates on its own clock. Does, what, what have you found in, in reflecting on that time? Well, yeah, I mean, I was, that was uh, when I was doing that interview, it was still very fresh. It was only like a few minutes after the <laughs> announcement of the thing. Yeah. And I was still sitting in, 
my office there. And, and it was dark outside? You know, <laughs> no, you know, I was in, I was in New York. Oh, good for you. You know, and I was, you know, that, that's the most prominent picture in my office is this uh, one of my mother at the center of uh, other family members. And so, yeah, it just like, you know, I hadn't even considered. I knew what I had done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we had a moment where I just kind of looked over. And, I mean, you know, I mean, it just it, it's probably true for so many people. But... You know, my, I was raised by my mother and my aunt. My father passed away when I was very young. I have no memory of him. My mother created everything for me. Mm-hmm. She's the archetype of, uh, you know, the opportunities that were, you know, presented to my to me in my life. And she would be, you know, she was also my my loudest and most energetic unpaid publicist. So, <laughs> yeah, she would be she would be going at it right yeah, now. Yeah. But at the same time, making this film for me was a part of the process of rebuilding after the void, you know, mm-hmm. you know uh, was there that she left. She was the center of our family. As my son, when he saw the movie, he said, you know, I see a lot of myself in in that character of yours, but it's also a beautiful homage to grandma. He mm-hmm. got it. I was like, you, yeah, okay. man. Yeah. So – this, you know, we have the opportunity through this work. It's kind of a gift to take these, even the most difficult experiences that we have and and begin to process them, to begin to create meaning out of them and use them in constructive ways. And ideally, if we do, we can provide at least within the confines of the film for a couple of hours, maybe a little comfort, relief, validation to someone else who has gone through something similar. It's a gift. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, that's, that's definitely been that for me. So I guess the question could be, you know, you know, what would she do if she were here now? But in some ways, this movie exists because she isn't. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And uh, or not, at least not in body, you know? Yeah. So, um, it is what it is. Here we are. I'm super proud of it. And, uh, it does not like everything else in my life. Positive. It does not come about without, uh, what, what, what she invested in me, which was, um, you know, her very body and then her very work. Oh. Yeah. Thank you for sharing her. And, and my condolences uh, no, yeah, for, yeah, to you because yeah. I know, uh, yeah, it's a process. Yeah. It is a process. Uh, like the complicated thing called life where we all go through it, right? But um, switch tones a little bit. And again, at, disappointed me that you missed the dog. Who is the most interesting or – what was the highlight of yesterday at the luncheon? Who did you get to meet that you hadn't met before? Or you might have seen a lot of these people on the circuit, but is there anyone that you were like, oh, you, Oh, I love you? Uh, <laughs> well, I uh, was sat next to uh, Yorgos uh, Lanthimos. That was cool. That was really cool. It's so interesting you say that because literally the other day when someone – because I was talking to a buddy of mine and we were talking about you. And he was like, you know, like I would never have – ever bet that Jeffrey Wright would be in a Wes Anderson movie. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, me neither. I was like, you know what? 
what if like Joris Lanthimos grabbed him? Because mm. he's going to work west, work where Yor goes. Mm. And we love the idea so much. So do we uh, put that into the universe? Do you guys just chat <laughs> it, a little bit? It, so you, you guys are responsible. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I understand. It was all it was all part of the plan. Yeah. So you guys are, you guys are, uh, are, are, are you guys got the joystick <laughs> for the simulator. I, I just imagine Jeffrey Wright getting, getting able to spew some Tony McNamara dialogue and – and Yorgos' vision and what crazy stuff he would have you do. Like, they- well, I yeah, we had we had a good time talking. We talked about you know film a little bit and you know some of his influences because I see like a lot of Doctor Caligari and mm. uh, in uh, in poor things. You know, he was like, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> he was talking about little uh, references coming a little bit later, but you know, it goes back to that you know to that era of filmmaking, which I really dig. Uh, so we talked about that. I talked about Greece a bit. You know, we just chatted, you know, just chatted. Uh, yeah, good dude. Sat and, you know, it was a wonderful event yesterday because it's not, it's not competitive, you know? Yeah. Everyone's still a winner there. It's so yeah. good. Everybody yeah. comes home with, uh, with, you know, with a win. When you got your, yeah, you got your certificate thing. You look at, like, end it there. You know, the Hunger Games aspect of, yeah. <laughs> of what we do is a little bit weird now yeah. that all of a sudden, you know, we become competitors. But it's been really cool over the course of, you know, these weeks, months to get to know some folks that I have hadn't met before, haven't worked with who, you know, are in my category. For example, you know, Killian's a lovely guy, you know. Uh, Robert, uh, you know, we did a uh, Robert Downey Jr. We did a, a a talk together. He's a wonderful guy, man. Yeah. Wonderful guy. Can't say enough about him. Uh, you know, seeing him and him uh, about Andrew Scott. You know, wasn't oh. there yesterday. Beautiful performance oh he gave God. in All of Us Strangers. Beautiful, fragile. Just so uh, vulnerable. Listen, I, so I, say this, I, I say this with all the love for you, man. And like you were on my personal ballot of the year, Andrew Scott, man, like floored. Yeah. Like I saw that and I remember I saw it in Telluride and Sandra Hewler was there. Yeah. Because uh, she was on SAG, obviously, with Nami of Fall. And I saw her walk out of that theater. Like her whole world shattered. I remember. I can yeah. still remember looking at her. Like I wanted to say hi to her. I was like, she's going through something right now. But I was going through something too. Yeah. Every oh, he's so good. In Just that a movie. stunning, stunning performance. Yeah. And uh, and but that's you know, that's, such is life. <laughs> such are these awards things. You know, it really is not solely about the quality of the work. Yeah. Um. You know, there are a whole number of elements that come together, but. I just say that to say it was it's been wonderful getting to meet him and 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 uh and and everyone hanging out with Paul Paul and Paul Giamatti and I know each other from Brooklyn so uh you know just getting to see him and Coleman and every you know it's been it's just been cool man it's yeah. been cool and and moreover what I mean is outside of this competitive thing it's just about People who do interesting work, who are creative, who are, you know, who are are down to earth, really good people, you know, which is probably surprising to a lot of people outside the industry. Um, It's, uh, yeah, it's been nice. It's been nice. And so, yeah, if I had my way, we would end it after that event Mm. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, By the way, the fact that you and uh, Paul live in Brooklyn are the things I like least about you. I'm trying to get you guys to the Bronx. Oh, yeah. The Bronx guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Gotta bring it. Maybe. Uh, my my uh, final question for you before my little fast red robin game. 
and I'm assuming you're going to be able to tell me everything about it and all that good stuff. Uh, Batman two, yeah. uh, you know, beginning, middle, end. Do you want to you build me in? Anything? You know, you want to know the beginning yeah, and, I mean, and like middle anything, and end. Of- just like tell me what happens in it. You know, yeah. where does Gordon fit in? And he, here's know? the beginning, okay. middle, and end laid out for you. Okay, I have not read the script. Ah. Uh. I have not received the script, received so everything that you would need to uh, you would need to know from me is pretty much right there. Wow. Yeah, are you are you in Batman too? Of your knowledge? Oh like, yeah. Okay, so you are. Oh, you just yeah. haven't seen a script. Would, yeah. yeah okay. Script. So yeah. okay, that wasn't like a secret. Uh, like I'm not going to be in it. So you're Mm-mm. in it. Mm-mm. You just have not seen the script Mm-mm. yet. Mm-mm. So I'm I'm waiting patiently. But I'll tell you what, Clayton. Here's the deal. As soon as I get it, you, you know, call me up I'll call you. I'll send a copy <laughs> right over <laughs> to you. Yeah. That exit, you know, be safe about it. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure if uh, on the off chance that Matt Reeves uh, hears that, (laughs) his hairs are going to stand up on the back of his neck. (laughs) Listen. No, dude, if you want to talk about, like, secrecy, man, that thing is on lockdown. (laughs) When we got scripts, I mean, did we even have – I think I did have a – a uh, paper version of the script for the first one. And then, you know, they wanted to hold on to that after we were finished. Really? You know, we would get these like, uh, you know, these like the old Mission Impossible, like, you know, <laughs> messengers, self-destructing <laughs> files and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's hardcore, man. Yeah. Getting spam emails. I like, just like, you don't play around with that. To to uh, two step authentication and stuff oh, to get in. Like five step. <laughs> Oh man, awesome! And uh, now uh, I like to always do this uh, rapid fire kind of game tied to uh, things you've worked on. It's an either or, mm-hmm. um, and I always preface it with this so you can feel good knowing this may not be your real answer. I'm getting you off the cuff, and you have to choose between the two. And it may not you may think about it later, but I have to choose one. But you have to choose one, or it's going to be a straight up like favorite this, and then see what the first thing that came to mind. Was. Okay, okay. So, uh, obviously, you were in uh, Basquiat, which I, I get that just to, <laughs> I have to say this. People always bring it up. They're like, oh, I love Jeff Ray. And they bring up that movie. I'm like, where were you in the 90s, man? Because I feel like no one was like – it became like the cool thing to say when they talk about Jeffrey Wright. But yeah. I, was, I was like – like, I feel like no one was like banging the drum for your work in that movie. That's because they pulled it out of the theaters. I know. It was just- they pulled it out of the theaters when it was doing well <laughs> and uh, – I don't know. There was some weird thing, internal thing with the producers and Miramax or whatever. But they uh, they tossed that movie to the curb. You know, I mean, you know, talk about you know the, the Oscar stuff mm-hmm. and putting it, getting it out there. They didn't even <laughs> they didn't even want audiences to see that movie ultimately. God. Oh, but I love that it's on a second wind. Some somewhat now. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. No, it's like, um, yeah, people love that movie. Uh, favorite Julian Schnabel movie? That's not uh, that one you worked on. I haven't seen any others. Oh, you haven't seen Diving Bell and the Butterfly? Nope. Really? Huh. And I and I always appreciate people admitting that they haven't seen certain things because I started here and I told people I've never seen Casablanca. It's kind of my thing. Whoa. It's don't you don't judge me for it now. It's a. It's, Have you still it, not seen Casablanca? No, and it's because it's, it's my thing right now, and I know I can see it. I own it. But I was making a point that we all have cinematic blind spots. Whoa, and, and that's and that's mine. 
That oh man, that is a blind spot. It's, it's Ca- a, Casablanca is like you see that you see right. those, those mountains we're yeah, looking at. I know that's a blind spot, like as wide as Listen, those. And I promise Come some on. people that when I see them, I like record myself watching it. It's gonna be a whole thing. All right, but all that. Pokey man, but I but I let it get it. Uh, favorite Jonathan Demi movie. Favorite Demi movie. Uh, my favorite Jonathan Demi movie. Jeez. Why don't I go, you know, can't, you know, I mean, you can't really, uh, uh, with, uh, um, with Tony and, uh, and Jodie Foster, um, Silence gee, of Lambs, a Silence of the Key. I mean, you can't go yeah. wrong with Silence of the Lamb and, uh, and Ted, uh, Ted Levine, mm. Ted Levine. I mean, come on. That's like, yeah. It's up there. Yeah. I agree. It's up. And it's okay. Although, you know, Philadelphia. I do love Philadelphia. It's pretty amazing. Um, He's a lovely man. Jonathan was mm. was a lovely man. Yeah. I, I I I say often like him, Philip Seymour Hoffman. There's a like this passage of time, and I always say I could use a really good Jonathan Demi movie right now. Like like I I can imagine him making something so great right now, like a Rachel getting married that would just like hit the spot. He and I were actually working on a project. Oh, were you? Mm-hmm. Oh. A film that ultimately got made. Uh, a film that no one really has heard about. <laughs> a film in which the director came in and said, "Yeah, you know, I'd like to see some other actors." And I said, "Okay, dude, go go on your way then." But Jonathan and I had a project that we were working on. We were pretty deep into it as well. Damn. Yeah, he was a lovely, lovely guy, a brilliant filmmaker, and he was, uh, yeah, he was, um, he was a real, a real friend and supporter of mine. Oh, great best uh favorite will smith performance we're going ali you know what i'll have to say ali right that's yeah. actually the correct answer yeah because um, <laughs> I, I i was there and uh i don't think i have seen an actor work as hard as he worked on that yeah it was pretty remarkable that's uh over the course of many months and he you know he put he put a lot of himself into that i will go with ali favorite clooney role Favorite Clooney role? Um, uh, I like him in the uh, in the um, the one with the Cone Brothers one. Uh, uh, oh, Brother Art Thou? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just love George. One. I just love George doing irony. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, a, that's a good one. You know, I mean, he's just that's he, up there. He's just so you know the kind of twinkle in his eye, like kind yeah. of. That's my, that's my number two for him. I think yeah. up up in the air and and oh brother, Ryan yeah. are like one two. Yeah. Right? That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, well done. I love I love like kind of smarmy. You know, uh, George. He's a super funny guy. Favorite Jim Jarmish. Favorite Jarmish. Uh, fear. Sorry, I bumped your mic there. Favorite Jarmish, I would say. Um, maybe, um, the uh, with uh, uh, gosh, with uh, Spike Lee's brother is in it with uh, God, the blues dude. Oh, uh, give me a second. Um, I can like literally see who you're talking about. Hold on, because I borrowed stuff from it in, uh, in Only Lovers. And or... Only Lovers Left Left Alive. Uh, sh- God damn it, my brain. We'll 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 find it, but we I will. Hold now, on, it's uh, 
Because now my phone is like not like not pulling up the stuff I needed to. Oh jeez. Oh my my brain my brain. Hold on hold on. Okay, we, we, we you're gonna edit. You gotta no, edit. No, no, this. Of course, it's gonna be our thing. All right. Uh, Down by law, mystery train, dead man, ghost dog. No, no, no. no, no, no ghost dog. People love ghost dog. Call, I do love ghost uh, and cigarettes, stranger than paradise. No, no, no. Broken it was. Uh, oh, shit, 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 shit. Shit. This, this is ridiculous. Is it down by law? No. It's got to be down by law. His brother, uh, Sinky? Sinky? Yeah, Sinky. Sinky Lee is uh, coffee and cigarettes. Coffee and cigarettes. It's coffee and cigarettes. cigarettes. Yes. Yeah. 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 We got there. Sorry. 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 Okay. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me. Yeah. Favorite Jarmish movie? Uh, I would go coffee and cigarettes. Coffee and cigarettes. There you go. And and, and Sinky Lee and who was the? And he played with. uh, Oh, blues guy. He says chicken keeps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man. It's uh, uh I still got it up here. Uh, oh, Clayton. I know. Like, we're, we're just not good at this today. Man. Stephen Wright, Joey Lee, Steve Buscemi, Iggy Pop. Uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, Jack the- White, Alfred Molina, Steve Coogan, Taylor Mead, William Rice. Who is the. Uh, oh, Rockets Red Glare is in that. Wow, Riz is in that. Rockets was uh, people was, seen that was in Basquiat. He was a friend of uh, of Jean Michel's actually in real life. Ah, oh wait, we're gonna skip that. Yeah, one, yeah we're gonna, I'm gonna butcher right. that one. I so, don't all right, it's that all right, right. So here, here's my final question for you. Yeah, because I had a very interesting chat with Rachel McAdams, uh-huh. and I asked her, "What will I, who do I need to fight? Who do I need to bribe to get a game night two? happening and she said <laughs> she just laughed she was my mom already has it written out in her head oh wow she's like, she's like she knows what it would be like game night when i say that is kind of like like when people ask me my favorite jeffrey Wright roles like i say what i'm supposed to say but then there's some times like i fully admit that i think it think it's game night oh that's funny because when you <laughs> the way you are in that movie man like there's a it's a line that you scream you were like you're like tells everyone to be quiet uh, right before when the game started, yeah, it's incredible. Could we get a game night two happening? Hey, I'd be down. That be down script, Plemons. That script. Oh, Plemons, so good. Oh. That is so funny. I mean, everyone. No lie, low key Oscar snub. I'm not even lying. He's Je- he, incredible. He's in such movie. a wonderful actor. He's yeah. such a, a mysterious, curious uh, actor. And so, like, like, where's he going with this? <laughs> and which is like wonderful. But everyone, Lamorne. Uh, is fantastic. I mean, the whole, uh, uh, you know, everyone, everyone. Um, and my man, uh, oh, God. Jason Bateman. Jason. No, Jason's, you know, brilliant, brilliant guy. And then Kyle Chandler, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's and, unreal. And, oh, fuck, I was in Bond. Um, come on. Don't leave me hanging. Uh, come on. In Bond. Oh, my brain. I've been talking too much, man. Uh, I've been talking too much. Now I'm embarrassing myself. No, you're not. This is now I'm embarrassing. Billy, Billy. Oh, Billy Magnuson. Billy Magnuson. Jesus. My God. Yes. Sorry, Billy. I, I feel bad about that. Sorry, Billy. Because Billy, Billy's very so under, underutilized man in this business. So funny. So funny. But everyone, yeah, I'd be down. So you'd be down for it? Oh right. yeah, absolutely. Right, I mean, so- yeah. But so long as it's, I mean, the script. I mean, it literally was as funny as the movie is. 
the script was like you were just like yes, it, I will do it was this just tomorrow. yes, yes. We, so we can get you back. Yeah, of course. All right, so back. I'm I'm working more on comedy, that for you. more laughs, man. Yeah, listen, congratulations, sir. It's very well deserved. I'm glad we finally got here, and it won't be the last time. Well, I will see you again here. Oh, maybe for Batman 2 if you ever see the script. Who knows? Cool. Yeah. So. But no, I mean, we're going to talk about that because as soon as I get the script, you're going to have the script, of yeah, course, Clayton. Yeah, and then we're so all going to have it. We'll reconvene. You know, I, I can't wait for you to get a call from Warner Brothers just being like, just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're kidding actually right going to give it to him, right? Yeah. Yes, he is. You know, we'll, right. No, we'll, we'll, re, we'll reconvene and we'll go, you know, scene by scene, you know. I'll shoot some ideas Block off it. you, Clayton, mm-hmm. you know, about how I might go about this and – you know, any notes that you may have? You I, will, I will provide. Listen, I'm not even lying. In the last 15 years, one of the biggest Oscar snubs is Michael Giacchino's score mm. on, the, on the Batman. Mm. Like that, He wasn't nominated last – He didn't even make the short list. Oh, it my is goodness. A, it what? is one of the most egregious snubs. I I, I was very angry with that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> one of the first things that Matt Reeves did on the first one when we met. It was literally the first day – Got to London, you know, we'd gotten together, we'd, I'd read the script and talked with him over here. We hadn't really talked that much, uh, you know, uh, beyond that. Got over to London, we started doing a little bit, little bit of rehearsal, you know, for a week or so, you know, doing, you know, getting the cost, you know, wardrobe fittings and all that stuff. And the first day, he said, listen to this. And he Legend. played the theme. And when I heard that, you could hear the entire f- film. Yeah. You it's understood a, it's, the tone. It's a masterpiece. You man. understood the the mystery. You you heard the goth in it. It was so cool. And you know what he told me? He said I said I said how did he record that? So he he was recording uh, he was uh recording with a I forget where the the orchestra was. And they were working on some other mm-hmm. Score, and at the end of the session, he handed out the sheet music to him. Just play this, and he said, "Play this." God, and that was it. They didn't know what they were playing. They might have had an idea after they 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 did, but yeah, that's that's you know what really sucks. I know we're going over, but what really sucks about that is that this year Middleburg Film Festival, where American Fiction played, yeah, uh, Michael Giacchino was there, and he did a. Uh, concert there. He played all his hits. He played the Batman oh. live orchestra. Oh wow! At Middleburg Film Festival. Oh wow! And it was unreal. It yeah. was great. Wow. Yeah. No, but well, hopefully we'll give you the score again. You can listen to the part two score. Right. Yeah. And with, I will send it to you, Clayton. Clayton to you. Of course. You know, we, we have as, a good we have a good arrangement as here. I like per that. usual, <laughs> and we will <laughs> reconvene here to. Uh, you know, to listen You're to You're not going to enjoy that phone call when they call you, man. But and then we'll send some notes back to Michael, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, in Michael case, will enjoy that. In case sure. he, uh, you know, you know, he, uh, not in case, but yeah. because, of course, he'll want to hear from you, we, we want to make sure that everything works out. That's exactly right. Thank you, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you, Clayton. That's Oscar-nominated American fiction star Jeffrey Wright. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Zach Levin edited this episode, and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest awards predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. 
For Jazz Tanke, Janelle Riley, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. This podcast is proudly supported by Netflix presenting Nyad, starring Academy Award and SAG-nominated lead actress Annette Bening and supporting actress Jodie Foster. Awards Daily raves, Annette Bening is a revelation in Nyad, but it's also a testament to her versatility as an actress. She's a chameleon. And Vanity Fair proclaims, Annette Bening delivers a powerhouse performance unlike any in her illustrious career. Nyad, available on Netflix.